Good evening and welcome back to the Diz Dads Podcast Plus. I'm your host, Aaron Rittmaster, and with me tonight recording Diz Dads Podcast Plus number 39 are my trusty co-hosts, Willie Crocker. Hey guys, welcome back. And Tim Hicks. Reach for the sky. (laughs) (laughs) Now tonight, uh, in, in recognition that it is Thanksgiving just around the corner here later this week, um, we thought it might be fun to, to take a, a different kind of look at our Disney experience because, look, let's be honest, sure, we're all fans of the, the Disney theme parks, and I don't care whether it's Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, any Disney park around the world, as much fun and as wonderful as they are, you know what? Some experiences just turn out to be turkeys. So tonight, we're going to talk about the biggest Disney turkeys. But before we do that, we do need to thank our podcast sponsors because, hey, without them, well, you wouldn't have as much opportunity to experience those turkeys. We're sponsored, as always, by Mouse Master Travel and by Wicked Mouse Travel. Both authorized Disney vacation planners who would love to help you and your family get the most out of your Disney destination vacation experience. You can check them out at their respective websites at mousemastertravel.com and at wickedmousetravel.com. All right, you turkeys. Gobble, gobble. Let's let's get into this one because, I mean, look, we're fans we enjoy the Disney park experience, but sometimes the best laid plans just lay an egg. And sometimes it's a really big turkey egg. <laughs> so uh, we're just going to go around and, and you know, I, I don't want to belabor this one too long. It, it, it is Thanksgiving after all. And, you know, people listening to this on Thursday are going to be falling asleep as they listen anyway. So, um, just kind of go around and, and come up with a, a list of, um, well, Disney turkeys. And, and Willie, uh, I think this might have even been your idea originally. Um, no, Tim's? Ah, Tim's Tim. idea. All right. Tim, so, Tim, Tim this was, big all right. So, Tim, this was your idea originally. So, so it's going to be on you to get us started. Give us a, a Disney turkey that sticks out to you. Okay. Okay. Now you- Here's the thing, just about any turkey that, that is really laying out there, Disney will wind up getting rid of and replacing it with something else. So I'm going to try to come up with some that uh, that still exist. And the, top of, uh, the, the first one I'm going to mention is um, the uh, seafood restaurant in Epcot. And here's why. If you don't have a front row table right by the aquarium, if you're sitting in the back, what a turkey – 
You know, it's <laughs> the the food is so so. It's not great. It's good, but it's not great. And for the kind of money that you're paying for that experience, I would like to see something a little bit more. You know, a little more upscale. A little more. You know, bring it to me. Bring me some awesome seafood. Something really. You know, something really different, unusual. Give me a taste flavor. Or give me a give me something to work with here. I'm not a seafood fan, and I still totally agree. Like, isn't it called Coral Reef? The restaurant. Yeah, that's the one. And the other weird Sorry, thing about this turkey, um, it just makes no sense sometimes to stare at what you're about to eat. But like, I say this every can't. time this restaurant comes up. I feel like when I'm eating there that I should just, you know, take a forkful of whatever's on my plate and, like, you know, shake it at the glass going, yeah. this could be you. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like, like Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just doesn't make sense to me. And I try to talk to people about that all the time. It's like, I don't go to, like, a steakhouse and look at a ranch. Like, I don't want to ever do that. Like, right. it's just... Like, I want to go to a steakhouse and then enjoy a nice, beautiful environment, not a bunch of cows sitting on the pasture waiting for me to come in the door. Well, I mean, <laughs> look, it's creepy enough sometimes when you're at a sushi restaurant and they have a fish tank in the lobby, you know, kind of out front as you're gathering. But I just – who thought it was a great idea to have a seafood restaurant next to a massive – Aquarium. Right? Okay, okay. I will give you I mean, the unless I get to like point and say, okay, I want that one. Yeah, right? No, they won't. Well, that's one thing. That, Pick they, your own lobster. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Red lobster. You they are you really are gonna pick your own food right there. Yeah. Here you go. All right, Frank. Your time is up. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I, I think we agree. I think that, that that one qualifies as a a legit Disney turkey. Uh, so Willie, what, uh, what's your Disney Turkey experience? Winnie the Pooh at Magic Kingdom. You got rid of <laughs> Mr. Toad's wild ride to bring in Winnie the Pooh. I love Winnie the Pooh. That ride is terrible. Like really it's bad. It's got so many dark scenes in it. Kids walk out of there crying because of thunder and lightning. I know Mr. Toad had some creepy parts, but at least it was fun. Like, there's nothing. Yeah, but you, you wound fun. up in hell. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Mr. Toad. It, look who you are with Winnie the Pooh. Okay, but at least the kids have had the experience of seeing the Winnie the Pooh movies. I mean, how many kids? Have who, they watched them? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, you have to the remember that the Disney kept releasing these films. I mean, your kids got older, but, but you know, the last Winnie the Pooh movie came out. It was, it was released the same day that, that Warner Brothers released the, the last Deathly Hallows movie, right? Because Disney thought they were counter-programming. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, they got crushed. Oops. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> but the point yeah, remains I mean, that, that it still became popular on on video and disney makes a ton of money on the plush so you know clearly it still resonates with kids but mr toad it was such a ride it was just okay so so let's be let's be honest with this willie then is it that you think that that the winnie the pooh ride itself is a turkey or is it's it, a total turkey. It's okay. a total turkey. As opposed to the, the decision pot. to change out Mr. No, Toad. You get the a turkey. honey pot and it's just 
the the ride really doesn't make sense. Like it's it's got some cute factors to it, if that. But it's just a turkey. Like it was it was forced in like so hard. Yeah, I, I feel like it's a, an attraction that has a few really really good you know, classic dark ride scenes. I mean, the heffalump scene, I think, is fantastic. You know, they did a really nice job with that. Um, I even think that there are parts of the blustery day scenes that that they do, you know, they did pretty well with. But... To me, that's memorable. Yeah, but but I would also say that too much of it still looks like a, you know, cardboard and plywood carnival ride. It's a 10-minute slap it up real fast and just get it on. Like, you don't really – I mean, I can't remember the last time I said, oh, man, I can't wait to do Winnie the Pooh again. Well, and here's the thing. I don't think it would bother me so much if there wasn't so much contrast between the elements that are very well done and the elements that are very much sort of of a previous generation of attractions. Right. I and get that. previous generation of attractions, if I wanted that, I would go to, you know – uh, my local carnival or what have you. It's like, I don't have to spend the money for, <laughs> I'd look for my, <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and you know, okay. So that, I, I think we've beaten that, that horse long enough. Um, <laughs> but, oh, uh, turkey, sorry. Gobble, gobble, gobble. <laughs> the, the point being that, that I, I think you've made your argument. I, I mean, I think that there's a legitimate case to be made that, that, uh, you know, Winnie the Pooh, it's a turkey. Um, well, so for me, um, this one's right on the edge because I, I think that technically it finally did close. Um, so maybe it'll be like the farewell opportunity for me to mention it. Um, and I bring it up as a turkey partially because I want to commiserate with other dads who walked in my shoes because this thing's a turkey, but my son loved it and he insisted that we ride. So thank God to all of us that that turkey, Stitch's Great Escape, has knew it. finally been retired. There I was knew that's where you're going. Almost no, I mean, there were little elements of that attraction that were kind of cute, but it it got ruined every time by every other element of the attraction. I was going to say when you had to put a shoulder strap on for that ride. Yeah. And it wasn't a ride. There was right. a problem. Well, I mean, yeah, because the only reason you put a, a shoulder strap on is because otherwise people would be fleeing the theater. Running out of there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you got to make it's people like, stay. Me, where's the exit? Get me out of here. I'm telling you. It, well, because it, look, it's a turkey because it did what so many of the Disney attractions that include Stitch do. And that is that they totally misunderstand the character. And they only focused on the bad, mischievous, out-of-control Stitch, who is the, you know, the, the the inner self that, through all of the movies, Stitch is working to overcome, right? He's working to be better. He's he's trying to be good. And and to turn it around and in some ways it sort of erase his character arcs, right? Because what the, what the attraction says is he failed. So what, what are we teaching the kids like my son who are big fans of stitch, right? Don't, don't bother 
doing like Stitch did in the movies, you know, and expend all this effort to behave and to to adapt. Um, you know, just go crazy because that's what people want to see. I, I don't. I get just it. never figured that attraction out. Like I would sit there and I would like like try to pay attention as much as I could, and I just kept saying, "Why is this still going on?" Like it was. You kept like, okay, this could be funny, but it's not. And then, like, like you said, Stitch is still a fun, lovable character. That you know, you go to Ohana in the morning for breakfast, and Stitch is so much fun. He, you know, he does do a little joking around, but he's not trashing the restaurant. Right, like he's not him, malicious. Right. I think you could really reimagine something for for Stitch's character that isn't that. I agree wholeheartedly, but the the unfortunate reality is that that if you look at any time they've tried to put Stitch in an actual attraction, what we get is, you know, one hundred percent malicious Man. bad guy Stitch, not the cuddly, cute, fun Stitch. Well, like when they destroyed the castle. Exactly. This is what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Perfect example. Yep. Like. Like who did it? Oh, of course it was Stitch. Like, come on! Like, you're telling me you're, there's not other characters that could have done that? Right. Of course not. Yeah, absolutely. That's the point. So, thank God it's finally gone. But it was there for so long; it still lives on as a turkey. Stitch's great escape. Um. All right. So, uh, work our way back around. And so, Willie, what's a, what's another Disney turkey for you? Um. I'm trying to think of like one that really makes me disappoint. You, you had my mind on something and. Oh, you're getting old like me. No, 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 no. It's primeval whirl. Uh, Time to yeah. Invoke the hurl. It's finally gone. And my family loved the ride. And I really liked it at first, but I can see many reasons why people don't like it. And Primeval Hurl comes out of it. Um, It's got that, as I said earlier, the tilt-a-whirl fact to it, but it should never have had a 45-minute wait to begin with. And it always did. You know, a five-minute wait, and that's a pretty good ride. But after that, it's just downhill. Is that a roller coaster joke? <laughs> Downhill. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, my daughter loved it, and and we rode because she liked it. I actually didn't mind the spinning of the attraction so much. It was just for whatever reason, even within just a month or two of a, a refurbishment, the ride would get so rough that it was one of those attractions that was just, it was painful to ride. And if you have a bad back, it was bad to get off of that. Yeah, thing. it was. <laughs> um, and, you know, it didn't bother I think the kids. some of the but, spots were bad. Like, if you got a corner spot, maybe you were okay because you got tucked in. But if you got one of the middle spots, sometimes it was like a shake, rattle, and roll, and you couldn't, right. your body couldn't adjust. It was like, I always got the corner spot because I shoved my kids in the middle. <laughs> Make them make I figured them that out after ride one, but no, but but it just seemed ridiculously rough. As a matter of fact, I'm going to circle back around to that topic here in a minute. 
But um, anything else anybody wants to add about Primeval Hurl? I mean, you know, Tim, in the past, you've you've been one that has uh, kind of stuck up for uh, the old hurler. Well, it it is fun. I mean, I, I like it. It's fun. But I can take you to an amusement park in Abilene, Texas, that has the same thing. And that's that's why I would agree it's a turkey, because it doesn't present something that I can't do somewhere else. Yeah, that's a good point. It, it was one of those off-the-shelf coasters that, you know, Disney did a, a good job, a fun job applying their theming to it. But the bottom line is that it was still an off-the-shelf coaster. Well, I, I'm going to go along similar lines, and I, I'm sure I'm going to get hate mail for this one. but. The next one on my turkey list, and and I get the history of it. I know that it has a special place in really the the history of of theme parks. But to me, the Matterhorn is a turkey. It's a turkey because it's it. It would be one thing if the attraction had adapted as the as the technology adapted but you ride that now and it still feels like a roller coaster that was being machined out of materials that were being forced into this because it was kind of being invented as we went as opposed to being constructed out of materials that were intended to be used this way the ride vehicles for me at least, are ridiculously uncomfortable. Um, you know, not only is it rough, and I get that, it's a toboggan ride, you know, I can accept a certain amount of roughness, but the way the sides of that coaster are, there's that spot just below your kneecap, like on the outside of your knee, and uh-huh. that's exactly where the bar hits uh-huh. on my knee. I'm telling you that the last time I rode it, I was limping the rest of the day. I could barely walk around the park after that. And that was that was fairly recently after a track refurbishment. So, you know, it, it wasn't, wasn't going to get any better than that. <laughs> no, it's a great point. I mean, uh, the first time I wrote it, let alone the last time I wrote it, I felt like I was riding on like a World War II salvage metal. <laughs> turned into a ride vehicle that, you know, it's like, um, we could do so much better. I mean, it's, it's a nostalgic and fun experience, but come on, upgrade the ride vehicles, upgrade, you know, a few things here and there. And it's, it's still a feasible ride, but I think you're right. Yeah. And and that's, that to me is what makes it a Turkey, frankly, is that they've done really nice things, updating the theming and putting in new Yetis and, you know, upgrading the lighting for the Yetis. And, and so they've, they've bumped up the entertainment value of the attraction, but because it still feels like you're running on a track that was installed in the 1960s, it, it just 50s, makes it a, a miserable experience. And, and mm-hmm. to me, what makes it a turkey is the wasted potential there. Cause it would be a good, fun kind of, you know, middle range, uh, a roller coaster, right? A, a, you know, a coaster to get the kids from, you know, goofy sky school level, right? It's it's a good bridge from that to Big Thunder and Space Mountain. Right. But, yeah, it's not Everest level yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just something that really can get, you know, a kid 
transitioning, like you said. Yeah, and it's it can be a fun ride, but it's just it's such a negative experience from the roughness of the ride and the sort of ergonomics of the vehicle. So to me, it may be a classic attraction, but it's a turkey. It's a classic. That's all it is. There's no, yeah. I mean, and there's a lot of classics can be turkeys. Yes. You know, I mean, like, not, they may be classic, but that doesn't mean they're awesome. Correct. And, and you know, there are classics that I love and that I wouldn't want, you know, significant changes to be made. But to me, simply updating the track and the vehicles so that it's not painful to ride them is not anything denigrating the classic attraction. Right. And like, uh, for example, uh, Carousel of Progress, it's a classic attraction, but it's not uncomfortable. It's air conditioned. I, you know, I typically get up and try to get other people singing the song all, you know, all around the way. And uh, it, it's, it's not, uh, it's what I'm looking for. It, it's not, it's not a horrible experience. It really isn't. And well, and, and it, it has been, you know, adapted to be made safer. I mean, you know, they made those walls different after they decapitated somebody. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we have to bring up decapitation. <laughs> you know, as long as we're talking about needing to update truth. ride vehicles because they're uncomfortable. Well, it, is. it is what it is. Um, all right. All right. So, so uh, Tim, it, it, the ball is actually in your court. It's your turn. Um, Obviously, Carousel Progress isn't a turkey in your view, but what is? Not in my mind. Um, I was thinking back to the uh, episode where we were talking about uh, restaurants that don't exist but should, which, by the way, folks, if you're listening, that poll is still active on disdads.com. Uh, go out there and vote after you've, after you've listened to us ramble on about it and uh, give us an idea what you like. But um, in keeping with that, where we really no longer have Disney's Toontown. I mean, we still have Barnstormer and some, don't we, in uh, Magic Kingdom? Yeah. So that area to me is a turkey. To me, a lot of that stuff, while it, I know it appeals to little kids. I mean, when uh, when I took my kids there in 1996, my littlest got, uh, you know, just got a, a, a big time out of it. But to me, it's like there is so much more they could have done with it. It's it's not that it's bad. It's just that there was a lot more that they could have been done, could have been done with it. And the fact that I wanted to put a, a restaurant there is an is indication that it's turkey and it needs to needs to have some stuffing, some dressing to to make it a little more flavorful. You know what I mean? All right, all right, that's fair. I mean, you know, I don't know. I think you're kind of right on the edge, but 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 I see what you're saying. I mean, they did kick it up a little bit when they made it into Storybook Circus, right? They they added some new thematic elements and they made it so that at least the the barnstormer attraction the theming kind of was more of a piece of the rest of the land and all of that. But, but I, you know, I can, I can respect and, and, and they did a beautiful job with the new light package on the double Dumbos. Yes. I will give them that. Yeah. The Um, double Dumbos is a great move, but I agree with Tim. There's a lot of wasted space back there. Like you look over and you're just like, what could be here instead of barnstormer? 
Well, and it's not even necessarily what could be here instead of Barnstormer. It's if Barnstormer is going to be here, what else could we do with it so that it's more than just, you know, riding past the billboard? And and there's something to be said for, you know, having things that are uh, good attractions for little ones. Um, But But, there are more things that you can do. Hey, bring back Mr. Mr. Toad and put it there. (laughs) Yeah, please. Get rid of the Big Top Circus and put Mr. Toad over there. Well, they can't get rid of Big Top because that's like the second highest grossing uh, gift shop in the store. Yeah, right. Exactly. They make a fortune in that place. Yep. Yeah. As far back as you can be in the park and then you just spend away. Yeah, exactly. Um, All right. Spend your way out of it. (laughs) To be able to leave the park, you must. Yeah. (laughs) You must buy. All right. Well, I, I think it's my turn to, to identify a turkey again. Um, and, and I'm trying to be, you know, reasonable and fair about this. I'm trying to distribute my turkeys around the, the various, um, you know, places and, and things. Um, and I think that the, the turkey I'm going to go with is, um, hmm. One of you guys should go ahead and go while I try and decide which one I want to use. I'm ready to go. Okay. Willie, what's your turkey? I think there's there's a big turkey sitting over in Epcot, and it's frozen, frozen ride in uh, Norway. They literally dropped the ball on that ride. They forced that thing down our throats as fast as possible. They could have done so much with that ride. And what they do, they put up a bunch of screens and put an Olaf and made you wave to uh, Anna and Elsa. That ride is so half if you ask me. It's not even funny. That is like gobble, gobble, double Thanksgiving, and leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us how you really feel about that, Willie. I haven't even told you what I really think yet, but <laughs> I literally rode that ride one time, and I said, are you kidding me? This is what you did to Maelstrom? So, so the, well, wait, so, so you don't think that the, the next generation Olaf animatronic is a worthy replacement to the, the starving polar bear? It's not about the starving polar bear. It's the, how lazy can we be and how easy can we make this half good ride? Not even half good. It's like. What do we do? We just make Olaf dance around for a little while. Like it's 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 almost terrible. I hate to say it. And like you see a wait for two, three hours to ride a boat? Like no thank you. Gobble gobble. Okay. Well, I have a feeling we have some young listeners who are going to be a little unhappy with Willie here. Uh, should definitely be uh sending him his sending him your emails. Uh, I said I'd love email, so. Right. That's right. Well, I think you may generate some there. Um, All right, Tim, do you you have one uh, ready to go here? Yeah, and I think I'm going to get some hate for this one, too. But on the other hand, I think I'm going to get some love for this one, too. And that's Autopia. The fact that, you know, they did so little with the track, the uh, ride vehicle concept, um, I I would much rather go to um, 
let's call it a, uh, a competing park in Arlington, Texas that doesn't really compete. But <laughs> they've got a very similar ride, but they're souped up Model Ts that that you're driving around in there. It's like this is fun. This is a cool car. It's got a top on it. it shields me from the sun, you know. Instead of the, it's it. They weren't even imaginative with the the track and you know the 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 decorations and stylings along the track. They could have done a lot more. And now that um, you know, we could do something. In my mind, you could do something with an electric car or something that, you know, kids. What kid doesn't want to get in and drive a golf cart? Seriously. Uh, so why not do something like in that concept and theme the track as well to, um, you know, to make you look like you're passing through, I don't know, mountains or what have you. You can make, you can do Tune something. Down. Yeah, there you go. What about a Tesla? You could do it where it self-drives at some point and then you have to take over. And then, I mean, there's so many options there. It's like... And you don't have to smell like gasoline. Right. That's <laughs> my big big objection is the gas. And the oh, rubber particulate is awful. The, oh, yeah. it's so bad. That's a turkey. The best part about that gone. ride, you used to get a driver's license. I don't know if you do anymore. Uh, the best part about it is getting off. <laughs> get, well, that's where you get your driver's license. Right. That's where you go. Yeah, that's where you go get your license. Yeah. Um, all right. I, I, I think I figured out what what my turkey is going to be here and and i struggle with it a little bit because it, it, it it's all right i'm going to get trouble for this one but i'm gonna say it anyway do it turkey is castaway key oh, oh sorry what? here's the thing it's a great concept and there are parts of it that are awesome. And I'm confident that it will be awesome again down the line, especially once they get Lighthouse Cove done or Lighthouse Point done. But the problem right now is that the last several times I've been to Castaway Key, it just feels like it's a um, a worn-out destination port. It doesn't feel really like that unique remote island that it felt like originally because it, it's gotten such heavy traffic from, you know, <laughs> the fact that it has literally hundreds of Disney cruises that stop there every year. And I don't know. I, I just felt like it, it didn't give me that wow factor anymore. Um, there wasn't. I can't disagree with you. Like, I felt the same way. I got off the boat, and I felt like it was just okay. It used to be, wow. It used to be an oasis, and yeah. and it instead it just kind of felt like another cruise port beach to hang out on. Right, and I agree with that. And maybe I'm not a beach person, which I'm not, um, but. I had more fun on the boat the last time while at Castaway than I did at Castaway. I will be honest. That's what we did this last January, too. We stayed on the boat. Yeah. And and I, and I will say that's not going to be everybody's reaction. There are certainly folks, if you, if you, especially if you've got kids who enjoy snorkeling, 
right? It's really easy to snorkel with kids there. So that's great. Um, and, and snorkel equipment's inexpensive to rent. Um, you know, that, that's great. Um, there's some cool things to look at under the water. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the bike the, rental was kind of cool for a little while, but you know what? It's so not we that rode, big. Well, and, and I mean, we were there in June. So, I mean, you could ride a bike for an hour, but then you were done with riding a bike. Well, yeah. Then you had to jump in the water. Right. Because I mean, it was, you were so hot. Yeah. Jump in the water and visit the bar. Right. And, so, I so mean, I, I do love the adult side of it, just where you can just go over there and they absolutely will not let kids around and you can just lay in a hammock and listen to them. You know, the, the, the breeze come through the trees, you know, that to me is relaxing the rest of it. Not so much. Right. And that's I, the problem. I would agree. Yeah. And, and I, I do want to give them some points for, I think they do a, a better job of, of food service on the Island than a lot of cruise lines do on their private islands. I, I think that Disney does a first class job there. Uh, it helps that they have the, you know, self-serve or at least they had self-serve Dole, Dole Whip there. Um, whether they'll continue to offer that or not, I don't know. But, um, I just feel like it, the the bar has been raised. I mean, you see what Royal Caribbean has done with Coco Key. You see what MSC has done with with their new private island, and it's got a, a whole um, uh, like uh, animal sanctuary, like a aquarium there. Um, yeah, the, you know, it's been a while, and and the bar has been raised, and so to me at this point. As as much as I, I, it pains me to say it, Castaway Key is a turkey. And I agree because if you really think about it, you get off the boat at nine or eight if you want to do the run or whatever they, you know, the five k. By noon, all you're doing is sitting on the beach or going for a walk around the. In the island for a few minutes, but there's nothing else to really do if you're not a water person. Like, I scheduled, yeah, I scheduled a uh, mixology class on the afternoon that we were in Castaway Key, knowing full well that just about everybody's going to be tired and coming back in off the beach. They weren't going to hang yeah. out there that late, right? I mean, like you get off and you're like, okay, we went to the beach for a couple hours. You can sit over at the bar, but half the time the when you're a castaway, if you get up back on the boat, they have specials up at the the pool area that are <laughs> right. better specials. And like, why not? Like, this is a no brainer. You can get the the buckets of beer cheaper, or you're sitting down at the beach drinking at the bar. And if your kids want to go swimming, that's one thing. But gobble gobble, I'm with you. <laughs> Let's just say it could definitely use some um, updating. There we go. Like and that. and really, that's what it's all about. Like I said, I have no doubt that once they get Lighthouse Point finished, which is probably at least a couple of years off. But once they get Lighthouse Point finished, and that also gets them a little breathing room to be able to do the the serious updating that needs to happen at, at Castaway Key, I have no doubt that they're going to respond to the challenge. But right now, you know, they're getting lapped. Come on, come on, come on. All right. Uh, so anybody have any sort of honorable mention giblets here that we need to uh, – you know, toss out for discussion. I did. Let me think. Well, you got something. I mean, I, I'll toss out one of mine because we talked about it recently. Um, well, one one of mine is jelly rolls. Oh, uh, okay. There you go. Oh. Such an outdated, un like 
the dueling piano bars was so fun for years, but the show's over and it's probably over now because I'm sure the bars aren't open down there. And well, it's Florida. They might be open. <laughs> um, uh, but it's just, I, I I thought it was going to be fun. And if I was probably 20 years younger, it would probably be fun to me, but I think it's just moved on and the show's over down at jelly rolls. I hate to, to rain on a nice, well, good idea, but it's old. And it's another example of, you know, really prime real estate that could be used better. Big time. I mean, that's huge prime real estate that think what you could put in there right now. I mean, yeah, well, yeah. you could put a character meet and greet with some autographs and, oh, wait, sorry. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> all right well while we're on the subject of of you know entertainment venues um you know this one came up recently we talked about this a little bit but i'm going to bring it up again here just because hey as long as i'm beating horses um baseline tap house is a turkey and it's a turkey because it's it's a swing and a miss you know it should be so much better just just the concept is better and it's poorly executed and yes that missed opportunity makes it a turkey in my mind it was a great opportunity completely it's a great idea yeah but like i think we talked about this yeah we talked about some of this it's missing 30 different beers well it's missing the variety and it it's missing variety it's missing variety in beer styles and in breweries localities um and food and 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 (laughs) exactly and and food that is reflective of i mean if it's supposed to be a california tap house then we ought to be seeing california cuisine and we're not it's pretzels it's pretzels and what's the other thing the avocados and bean sprouts for dinner that's sick but i mean it's just like a meat tray isn't it yeah, I mean, there's like a, a charcuterie tray. A and, charcuterie too. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> and then and, you know, I think I'm and I think they brow. have a hummus thing that's supposed to be pretty good. But but the the point is that it's like not. It, it's like they walked up to the brink of a California tap house and then stopped. <laughs> Said, "Nah." Well, I mean, like who sits around and drinks, you know, strong IPAs? With hummus, like that's just I mean, nasty. Yeah, I mean, like hummus to me it was something you would drink with wine, or that's just Maybe. me. A light wine and like dip your carrots in. Yeah, like, I mean, my my whole point is that it just it it, it needs more. It, it, there's just not enough, right? It, there's not enough of anything. It's 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 too truncated. It's 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 a small space and it's smaller than it looks. Right, like it looks like it's big and spacious, but as soon as you get inside there, you realize it's just not because it's so narrow. I can't imagine what social distancing is doing in there right now. Well, you can't. Does it allow, allow four people in? Well, and and you can't. I mean, you can't hang out at the bar, right? You have no. to be at a table. So that. But you've never been able to hang out at the bar, even when it was busy. Yeah, they would be like, "Get outside! Get outside! Get outside!" Right, it's right. like I came to a bar. I didn't come to a picnic table. Right. Well, and and that that was friggin' air conditioning. Well, and that's exactly exactly it. And and it was poorly shaded. I mean, if you're going to have those outdoor tables and expect everybody to sit out there, then you got to put up much more shade space than they do. 
Uh, and there's so much space around there that they could have taken yeah. over. Yeah. Could have made it a real beer garden type experience. Exactly. They could have made garden. it they could have made it a Pacific beer garden and they didn't. And again, right. missed opportunities to me are what make turkeys. Let me ask you, do they still have the voyage of the little mermaid show? Yes. Yes. Uh, talk about a gobble. Gobble, My gobble, gosh. gobble. Ah, uh, that's just poor retelling of a decent story. I mean, uh, the other shows like, uh, you know, um, Beauty and the, the Beast, the, the Beast, Lion King, you know, the, those shows, so they're, they're, they're really, 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 they're really well won. Really, 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 really well done. But uh, Voyage of the Little Mermaid is like um, just a 30 minute truncated version of the movie. And even that's not even well done. Well, and it's done with, yeah, with pre recorded music instead of mm-hmm. live performance. And, uh-huh. I mean, it's, it's got a lot dark, of things that don't work. It's yeah, miserable. Yeah, I mean, the the only thing that's really good is if you don't sit in an area where you get wet, you can take a thirty minute nap. Hmm. Yes, and that's exactly that's about the only good thing there. Well, it's funny because if you listen to, because um, I, I want to say that that like a month ago, this this attraction came up a couple of times with uh, you know on on Jim Hill's shows, okay. and he talks about yes, the fact that it it's one of those attractions that just kind of. It, it, it keeps going on inertia just because, you know, nobody has had the budget and focus and time and interest all at once, right, to replace it because it, it kind of just chugs along fine and so it gets ignored. Well, that's what I, I was going to say when they were talking about it. It's one of those rides that it doesn't cost anything. So if it fills up 400 people, it's not doing anything wrong right. it's not it's like big people suck it's right i mean oh my gosh the little mermaid you go in and you walk out and you're like why'd we go to that but there's 400 more people waiting to go in again and like they don't realize what they're going into yeah like i, I know i went and saw it the first time and i was just like why in the world did i wait in line for this <laughs> and i never have again yeah no i haven't either all right uh well so here's the thing We've got enough experience with these things that, that it's easy to find something to complain about here and there. And, and we really do try not to do that too often, but we felt like it was an appropriate opportunity to just for Thanksgiving. We're really complaining. It's just there's opportunities That's to right. do better. Taking out the turkey for Thanksgiving. Opportunities to improve. Exactly. So you've heard our take on the turkeys of Disney destinations. Hey, this is a great chance. Tell us what we got wrong. Tell us what we missed. What are the big turkeys that didn't make our lists that should have? Um, You can send that to us in an email to podcast at disdads.com. You can hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash disdadspodcast. You could send us a tweet on Twitter at twitter.com slash disdadspodcast. Until next time, I've been your host, Aaron Ripmaster, alongside my dootiful co-host, who, who I'm sure will want to share with you their email addresses so that you can send them your personal congratulations for trashing your favorite experience in the Walt Disney World. So, Tim, why don't you get them started? Yes, email me. I would love to hear from tim.hicks at fantasticmemoriestravel.com. And 
we have something very special for you. You can now find this podcast on Spotify. You haven't said that yet, so I'm going to get that in. All right. I'm done. And Willie Crocker. You can find me at Willie at WickedMouseTravel.com. You can also, if any of you dads are playing Disney Arena, we are looking for more Diz Dads to play along with us. So look for the Diz Dad Club in Disney Arena. We are having a great time. There's a lot of new things going on there. So check us out. All right. And uh, as long as we're on the topic of checking us out in different places, wherever it is that you find the podcast, it would be fantastic if you could take a minute and rate and review the show. Um, it makes it a lot easier for other people to find us and join in on the fun. Thanks for listening. We love hate mail, just so you all know. I don't play that thing, man. I got to keep on. Well, it could go all night. I got to keep on. I don't play that thing, man. You'll cut all this out of the show, so.